Welcome to Grace to Gather podcast. At Grace to Gather, our goal is to foster the art of hospitality in such a way that we are building community, strengthening marriages and families, serving one another, and most importantly, creating an atmosphere where deeper relationships can thrive. Now please join us for this week's episode with Damon and Neva. Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Neva. Welcome to Grace to Gather. Welcome back for episode four, a season six on Grace to Gather. We're excited to get into the content today. It's going to be awesome. Um, but uh, first, honey, what's going on? What's been, It's been a wild couple of weeks for us. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> Has it even been two weeks? I feel like it's been like seven days. I, yeah. I don't even know. It's been really crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it really has. So yeah. Yeah. So well, we, we kind of um, decided to put our house up for sale. And our property up for sale, and it's been a whirlwind uh, ever since because uh, we've been looking at it. We've kind of outgrown, uh, outgrown our, our farm a little bit uh, with our families increasing, and and uh, so we were looking for a, a little bit larger piece of property. We were, and we um, last September when we were in Idaho, we kind of felt like the Lord was maybe prompting us to consider selling our house. And over the course of, um, you know, the next few months, we really just went back and forth with that. And um, ultimately, we feel like he's really um, spoken pretty clearly to us that that is the season that we are um, in right now. And I think over the Christmas holidays, um, just with our growing family, we really felt um, that the house itself feels small and which, I mean, you know, I mean, that isn't, that's not a big deal. I mean, it's, I think is um, more just that we feel like God's taking us into a new season. We feel like um, the, that the Grace to Gather podcast, we feel like that it's really going to start to grow and gain traction. And we are um, really just sensing that, this, um, you know, is a shift that we need to make. And, and out of that, we've come to some hard decisions. We've spent the last years, um, really growing a homestead and we have really enjoyed it. And we've really been passionate about, um, you know, growing our own food and knowing what we eat and, um, being responsible for ourselves, you know, in a, maybe a a new way. I, we, you know, for years, like I think so many of you have really just been dependent upon the systems that we're used to in our country. And over the past few years, we've really felt that it made sense to take some of that responsibility back on ourselves. Mm-hmm. And out of that, you know, we have homesteaded and raised our own um, meat and produce. And so we have made the hard decision. I know it's really hard for you. Yeah. Um, to sell our cows and um, and our goats and to really just downsize that side of homesteading in order to allow us to spend more time really focusing, I think, on, um, you know, the heart of hospitality, really focusing on the heart of building community. And we've learned so much in these years mm-hmm. that we feel like we're going to take that knowledge with us and it will still benefit us. But um, we're going to look at things a little differently. Yeah, for the for the past couple of years, I've I've, I've often commented to Neva that our our two lifestyles are in conflict with each other. Here, you know, we have this this homestead and 
this farm and, you know, growing uh, a lot of our own food and, and all of that. But then the other side, we, we love to travel um, and, uh, and we have the ministry that, we, that we'd like to take on the road with us as well. And so those two things don't really work well together. And, uh, and we're often, you know, kind of stressed out because of one or the other because of the conflict that arises between the two of them. And uh, so, um, so we kind of just find our, found ourselves at a, at a Y in the road and we needed to pick a path. And we and really felt that God was, was, was leading us down one way. Um, and, you know, not that we're not going to still, you know, uh, do minimal farming and, and homesteading, but the, the, the animals um, that we have are really what kind of holds us back from um, doing a lot of the other things that we really um, are called to do and, and enjoy doing. So, um, yes, I love the cows. Uh, I didn't want to get rid of the cows. We, we um, discussed that for a lot uh, of, of time, and, uh, um, but I really th- feel that, that it's the right thing to do at, at this juncture. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, you know, have a lot of excitement. Um, I think a little bit of, you know, anxiousness and yeah. and concern and yeah, yeah. And it's it's <laughs> the reason why we feel like it's been a week is because it, it even though we've been you know just kind of discussing it since last September, uh, it just all it, it's like it all happened in like five days, right? So we listed the house and we got and and accepted an offer. Um, within five days on on the property um, and and the property that we're looking at they still have not yet accepted our offer on theirs so we're we're hopeful that by next uh, podcast uh, we will know that answer <laughs> for that so uh, we felt like uh, the Lord was just asking us to kind of take a leap of faith and uh, and trust that he has a place for us uh, to land. And, uh, and we did, we did that yesterday. So we did that yesterday. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a week ago on Sunday, we decided to list the house and we listed it on Tuesday and we were, um, under a contract on Saturday. So it, it has been very fast, um, almost, you know, mind numbingly fast, just all of the things that, you know, if you've bought and sold houses, you know what it looks like. Um, but, uh, you know, we, and it really, I think even two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I don't know, we, you know, we felt like we were moving in this direction um, and we were looking at driving by some properties and just starting to investigate. Mm-hmm. And then we saw this property and we both really just had a sense that, gosh, maybe this is going to be our next property. And and it, this side of it has been a roller coaster. Um, it hasn't gone smoothly and we don't know if it'll be our next property. And, and if that's the case, then we don't know what our next property will be, but, um, but we really are just having, you know, the mindset of we're going to step out in faith and we're just going to trust that God knows that he's led us down this pathway and that it is ultimately going to be a very good, um, move for us. And we just are going to have to wait and see how it all plays out. Yeah. Yeah. And also a big shout out to Amanda and Mariah at Heart and Home Realty uh, for their uh, efforts in selling our home. They were fantastic to work with uh, throughout the whole process, um, really involved and uh, really have a heart for, for uh, help helping um, their clientele. Yeah, it really has been an amazing um 
process to walk through with them. They're fantastic. If you're in the Douglas County, Kansas area, we highly recommend um, if you're looking for uh, a realtor that you reach out to them because they're just really good at what they do. And so um, so that's been really good. You know, so I, I feel like um, we're getting ready to, gosh, is there more? There's a lot of more life update, huh? Um, <laughs> we're getting ready to um, celebrate our 37th wedding anniversary on Wednesday. When this recording comes out, it'll be a week past um, our anniversary, but we're getting ready to go to Idaho and spend a couple of days, um, just the two of us, and then we're going to go spend um, the weekend with our grandson for his second birthday. So we're super excited to go do that. And then we're going to come home and I guess we're going to pack up our life. And there's a lot to pack up, let me assure you. Um, give us a, It gives us an opportunity to to pare some things down and to simplify a little bit, I think in a lot of areas, which, which will be really good, good for us. So, um, well, honey, let's get into today's, uh, uh, episode. And so today it's, it's, it's entitled the nature of fruit. And if you've been following along, you know, that, that we've been talking about the individual characteristics that, um, really help in providing hospitality to people such as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, and self-control, otherwise known as the fruits of the Spirit. So what is the nature of fruit? Yeah, that's an interesting um, interesting question. So obviously, we have been homesteading for the past number of years, mm-hmm. and so we are very familiar with the nature of fruit and with growing um, fruit and vegetables and animals, for that matter. And I think that, um, you know, there, there are some... Um, things that we can learn from various fruits, whether it is a fruit tree or, um, you know, whether it's something that you grow, you know, off of a bush or a perennial or a plant um, that we thought we would dig into today. Um, So one of the things um, that is so interesting about anything that grows is the fact that it starts with a seed. And so all of life on earth starts with a seed from humans to animals to fruits and vegetables. Mm -hmm. And so everything in life starts out small. But the thing that is so amazing to me about a seed is that it carries with it inherently the ability for mass multiplication in the future. Every single seed carries that innate ability. And, um, you know, it, it, you see that whether you're talking about a baby or you're talking about a plant or a fruit tree, what you see is that you take one seed and you plant that seed and it grows into a plant that then produces um, flowers and fruit that in and of themselves have multiple seeds. And depending upon the type of fruit it is, you know, we we see an avocado has a seed. Mm -hmm. And then we see an orange, you may have six, seven, eight, nine seeds. And you see a strawberry that might have, you know, 30, 40, 50 seeds. And, And there's so many different, you know, types of fruit that produce different amount of seeds, yet every single one of them self-produces in multiplication. Right. And and it produces uh, of its own kind. If we look at um, Genesis 1, uh, then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed-bearing plant and trees that grow seed-bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. 
And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants, and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. And and the reason that we're that we're bringing this up is because it's we're he's he's using the um, the um, analogy of of bearing fruit, but we're we're talking about it from bearing fruit in our lives, right? From from what 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 seeds are we planting uh, in our families, out in the community? Um, what what things are we pla- planting out there that will bring a harvest uh, of of good things, right? So as we are sowing seeds into our family and out into the community, um, then there's 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 prep work that needs to happen. There's there's follow through that needs to happen. There's uh, um, uh, nourishment that needs to happen, just like with the plants in our in our that we plant in our garden, right? Um, and, and and you are you're the gardener. You're the master gardener here with uh, in in this situation. So what are what are some of those things that that you need to do to uh, to nurture? Uh, your seeds once planted. So I think what we're trying to say here is that um, with seeds, if we're growing fruit, there are certain things that are required to grow good fruit. So you need good soil. You need a soil that is um, going to allow water to pass through it well so that the roots don't get soggy. And you need um, good nutrients. You need you know the things that are going to grow the tree Mm -hmm. and the fruit well um you need water in order to grow good fruit um and you need um light you need the sun and you need time it doesn't happen quickly um and then you also need pruning to grow good fruit so if you allow a tree to just grow and you don't intentionally give it any of those things. Um, you know, sometimes you need some sort of um, pesticide or something at least that will keep the bugs down so that they aren't eating your fruit. You know, so there there are a lot of things that you have to consider to grow good fruit. And if you don't do any of those things, then what actually happens very quickly, and we've seen it happen because mm-hmm. we've been because we've been on the go and we haven't managed our fruit trees well at times, we've seen this happen. What happens is that your um, your tree will grow, your tree will get big, and it'll have lots of leaves on it, and it'll look like a really beautiful tree. But if you don't give it enough water and if you don't give it nutrients, then you won't get very much fruit because so much of the energy in the tree is lent to growing the tree itself. And then whatever fruit you do get is going to be smaller mm-hmm. than you would like it to be. And it's likely going to have, you know, bugs. It's likely going to have something that has, has you know, decided to take residency yeah. and eat the fruit because you aren't tending it well. Yeah. And so, you know, all of these things are really important when you're talking about actually growing literal fruit. But all of these things are also really important when you talk about um, the fruit of the spirit, when you talk about these things that come um, out of us. So, you know, we talked about, um, I think it was last week, was it, or the week before, you know, who is leading you? What is leading you? Something is leading you. Something is is um, directing your life. And so when it comes to the things that come out of us, the fruit of mm-hmm. our life, then 
we need to be tending those things. We need to be being intentional um, with what we're feeding ourselves. We need to be intentional with, um, you know, are we, are we getting enough sun? Are we in the word? You could, you know, kind of compare the, the sun to the word, you know, Mm -hmm. the light that's coming into us. Are we, um, are we being pruned? Are the things that aren't good in our life, are they being removed? You know, so all of those things kind of correspond you know so there's a reason that god wrote it how he wrote it yeah it was so that we could understand it and you know and like you said one of the most important things is is watering you know your seeds and your plants and and so as as a person are we receiving um the right water are we receiving the the life-giving water that comes from knowing jesus christ and, and and being in relationship with him um that that water overflows us and and goes out to other other people and i just want to read to you and <clears throat> what jesus said in matthew What's well that? can i just i mean yeah. just on that you know we grow blackberries we have a lot of blackberry bushes and we love them but blackberries need a lot of water and there have been years where you know we have been busy or the weather has been really hot early in the season and it is amazing the difference in the berries if we don't give them water so mm-hmm. if we just kind of allow nature to happen um, when the blackberries are growing and it's, it is, you know, not wet, it's hot, we get these kind of shriveled, small, mm-hmm. bitter, I mean, and they're bitter, they're bitter blackberries. Like they're not, there isn't a sweetness to them and the size yeah. is half of the size. And, but when we water them, or if it's a really wet, you know, spring season, we get these huge, plump, super sweet, amazing blackberries. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the water is the most important thing. <laughs> uh, Jesus said in Matthew uh, chapter 7, he says, you can identify them by their fruit, that is, by the way that they act. Can you pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. So every tree that does not produce fruit is chopped down and thrown into the fire. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Well, that kind of goes back to what I just said with the blackberries. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you see the difference in good fruit and bad fruit. Yeah. And, um, and you know, this is just so, um, it's so straight up that every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut out. It's cut down. It's, you know, you don't, you don't allow, um, as a farmer, you don't allow something that isn't um, producing well to remain on your farm because right. it just sucks out resources. Right, mm-hmm. and so it's necessary that if it's a fledgling, you know, plant that that it's better just to cut it down and start over again because you don't want to go through the effort of fertilizing and watering and and pruning and all of those things if it's not doing well exactly yeah in fact there's a and I, I don't i can't recall the exact scripture right now but there's a there's a parable in the bible of of a of a farmer who wanted to cut down a tree that that hadn't produced anything in in quite a while and um so he, he told his his foreman said cut down that tree and and throw it in the in the burn pile and burn it and and his foreman said well well if you if you'll just give me one give me one season to to nourish this tree and to provide it what it needs, um, then then if it if it still isn't producing fruit, then then we can do as you say and we'll cut it down and, and burn it. But then that foreman took that season and he provided all those things. He provided nutrients. He provided 
uh, water. He, he cut away uh, other trees around it to, to make sure that it was getting enough sunlight. And in the end, that tree produced amazing uh, fruit afterwards. So, uh, so that's, that's what we're talking about in, in our, in our actions, you know, into the community and, and, and in, in hospitality and things like that is, is to, to nourish people, to, uh, uh water <laughs> people, to, uh, to provide for, for people, um, and, and to just create, uh, wonderful spaces and atmosphere, uh, for relationships. And, you know, and, and in Galatians, um, it says, so let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. The end of Matthew um, 7 verses 16 through 20 says, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. And I think that just ties in so well even to the Galatians 6, 9 verse. Um, And so I think that's why we're so passionate about... um, the hospitality and the heart of hospitality and the willingness to um, have our actions seen by people um, in such a way that they know that we care about them and in such a way that they know that we do desire to have community, you know, with um, each other. And, you know, so just even in Galatians, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. And I think that, you know, People are hard, right? I mean, I think that we can probably all agree that um, that relationships can be really challenging, whether you're talking about relationship with your spouse or whether you're talking about relationship with your family or your close friends or your neighbors mm-hmm. or your coworkers. You know, we, we, um, we all can be pretty self-focused and we can find ourselves in a place where we're kind of rubbing up against people and... I think that, um, you know, we can get tired of doing good. We can get tired of being the person that um, turns the other cheek, mm-hmm. so to speak, or the person that's always reaching out or the person that is, you know, always um, trying to be the peacekeeper or, you know, there's all they fill in the blank, right? There's so many um, areas that I think that we can identify in our own lives where we can get tired of you know, doing good for other people because yeah. our capacity isn't big enough. Right. Our capacity isn't big enough if we're not being nourished in the, in the right way. Um, uh, that's why it's so important to, to be seeking God and, and the Holy spirit, uh, to enable us to, to do those things. Right. Because if, because if we're empty, you know, then, then how, how can, how can we fill up somebody else from an empty cup? Right. Right. So we need we need to be full of of, of God and the Holy Spirit uh, so that we it it pours out of us uh, onto other people right. to, to nourish nourish them as well. Right. So right. Yeah. And well, and I think it's twofold. I mean, I think yes, we absolutely need to be full of the Holy Spirit. We need to be being sure that we're being nourished mm-hmm. so that we are able to extend um, good fruit. But even in that, there are times where where we can get tired. But the word says, don't get tired of doing what is good because at just the right time, we're going to reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And so it's so important just to recognize that when we continue to do what's good, when we continue to persevere through and we allow the Holy Spirit to work out of us, 
that there's going to be a really big harvest, you know, mm-hmm. and if you're a farmer, that's why we do what we do. We do what we do for the harvest. Yeah. I go out and I spend the hours in the garden and labor and expense and all of those things for the harvest because I want the harvest. I want the tomato that tastes so much better than the tomato I can get at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to go out and cut flowers off my plants and put them in vases and and you know all of those those things. I mean, we want to be able to you know right now we wanted to be able to grow meat that we know it's good meat that we want to eat, and so we put in the effort um, because we know there's going to be a harvest. Absolutely, yeah, awesome. And with that, I think it's time for marriage minute. What's growing in your marriage? Last week we talked about who who's leading you when you're leading your spouse through the power and strength of the Holy Spirit, and the leadership of the Holy Spirit, you will multiply good fruit for generations to come. But the opposite is also true. If if you're leading your spouse and your family through your your own power, the power of your your flesh, you're going to multiply something entirely different. For example, Neva and I, we did not come, especially me, did not come from good fruit-producing families. Uh, I mean, I came from a family of alcoholism, drug addiction, prostitution, theft, um, all kinds of stuff. Um, and but when we when we got married, we made a decision to uh, to follow God and the Holy Spirit instead of following the patterns of our of our family. Uh, to 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 we made a, a a decision to break generational sin um, in our family and. I just, I can't even imagine the fruit that is going to come from that uh, in generations to come because all of our children are seeking and serving the Lord and the impact that that is going to have uh, in in the world and in our communities is immeasurable. So so what do you want for your family and, and your life? Who's leading you and what are you planting for future generations? Well, we hope that we have encouraged you today. Um, you know, that that is always our heart is that we are encouraging one another and that as we um, lean more and more into community, that we'll all be doing that together. And so we just want to ask you that if you are following along with us on the Grace Together podcast, or if you are following us on social media, that you would please like, comment, and share. We'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your heart for hospitality, and we'd love to hear and see the things that you are doing to build community in in your neighborhood and in your life. So we will see you back here next week at the Grace Together podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey of hospitality. Please like, follow, and share us on social media. For more information, you can also check out our website at gracetogather.com. Join us next Wednesday for another episode of the Grace Together podcast. podcast.